Hello, and welcome to Jack of No Trades. Uh, I'm Taylor, and I'm your host today. We're changing things up, and I am joined <laughs> with Ben. Ben, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm going to say that was a little uncomfortable listening to you lead things off. That was weird. I know. I haven't hosted in, in about a year. So, this Which is, I didn't remember. Yeah, I did the first couple for all of you uh, hardcore Jump Pod listeners out there. Shit, the fact we're going on more than a year is uh, is impressive. I'm going to say it. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. That's the big time right there. Well, I, I think it's well-deserved. We have a vast catalog of, of podcasts at our at our leisure. But a little update from last podcast with Dan. Dan the Maw. That's his, uh, that's his Pokemon Go username. Wait, I have what the hell what what's his name Dan the Ma, Dan the Ma. Yeah, it's like, like Dan the Man, except there's no N at the end. Is that him? Like, there it wasn't available, so he went with the next best thing of being a mother figure. I'm assuming Dan the Ma. <laughs> I'm assuming it wasn't available. Does he show up to raids and everybody's like, Ma, get over here! I need your help, Ma. They call him Dan the Ma, but basically. <laughs> Like Dan the Ma, you're so good. Oh my oh, gosh! Shit. Sounds like oh. a One Direction concert. Oh man, I've been raiding with him this past week. I went with him on a raid, and let me say, raids are hella weird. I don't know how long I'm gonna keep doing this. So, I noticed you didn't say fun. You said weird. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> been fun for me yet. So, so what was it? Was it exactly what we'd think it would be? A bunch of nerds showing up, Dude, avoiding the, eye contact, the, using each other, and then leaving. <laughs> the age demographics are all over the place. There were oh, I hadn't thought about that. There were old. What's the, what's the age demo? Dude, there were people in their late forties rating. What the hell? Yeah, and like, it was, majority of it was couples. Like, there weren't a lot of bro groups going out. I think I was part of like the only bro group in our Whoa. <laughs> raid team. Um. When we say couples, we're, both people are playing, right? Yes. It's not just wives accompanying no, husbands or vice just, versa. No, they're they're playing. They're all high level. Very they're powerful. They're maximizing yeah. that couple status to boost their numbers. Yeah. So, Damn. I've done two so far. And the thing that they say is cool about the raids is that you get a chance to capture the Pokemon after you fight uh, it. But it's hella hard. It's near impossible. Like I haven't even gotten close, so I'm. I just love like, the chance part of that sentence. It's not guaranteed. <laughs> you do all this work, you run across town, just to get shit on by the game. It's like, yeah. nah, and not can, today. And you can only do one raid a day, unless you pay money. So, dude, <laughs> that sounds like some chick. You, you're like trying to date some chick, and she's like, okay, fine, you can take me out after like pestering her for just weeks on end, and you go out and you spend all this money on her all this time. And you're like, all right, ready? You ready to Netflix and chill? And she's like, nah, and leaves. And you keep going back to this girl over and over again. That's what rating sounds like to me. <laughs> it's the same experience. It's kind of like that. Damn. But my, but my friends, they like the Pokemon Go, so I, I join them occasionally. But yeah, I, I guess Dan was successful. He got one podcast host back into the, the fray. 
Good for him. He definitely didn't get me back in. Uh, my battery life on my 7 is already shit, and I'm not buying a battery pack, even if it is Prime Day. $10, not bro. Do- is there one on Amazon right now? Yeah. Everyone listening, get on your computers. It's probably not there s- still, but Prime Day is every day on Amazon. Prime Day uh, is bullshit. I'm just going to say is. it. <laughs> it's the same deals. I I looked. I scoured. I didn't find anything. I look, and it's like, uh, this was the same price as it was before <laughs> Prime Day. Right? Unless you want to buy Amazon tech. Oh, yeah. If you're really into that fire, that shitty non-iPad you've been waiting to get, today's the day. <laughs> or you want to let that bitch Alexa into your home. Um, Ooh, I was kind of tempted because that Echo thing is only like 30 bucks. But I was like, what am I going to do with it? I guess it's a glorified speaker connected to that Google machine. It I does, don't know. It does more than that, dude. What does it do? You could tell it to uh, uh, schedule appointment at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Or you do, and it'll pop up on your phone, stuff like that. Is it i iOS connected too? Because uh-huh. I'm on an Apple. If you didn't know, yeah, it works with both. Okay. What's your thought on these consumerism holidays? I think it, it's always a scam, basically, right? Unless you're really nitpicky with the deals. The only exception I'd say is Black Friday. the The rest are kind of bullshit. Okay, why is Black Friday different? Well, Black Friday, if you're diligent and you work hard, you'll actually find some pretty good deals. There's a lot of effort involved there is. in Black it's Friday. Patience. And you have to deal with the the madness of it, you know? The uh-huh. the waiting in line, the the nasty smelling people, the hood rats. You have to deal with it. But if you are on a budget, like with me and video games. It's the best time of year to buy video games. It really is. It is the best time to buy a sports game. Correct. Because you get that that shit for twenty to thirty bucks. When oh, essentially you're buying a roster update now. It yeah. Feels like it. It really does, and I'm happy to pay for a twenty dollar roster update. Do you think those stinky nasties that go to those events that everyone you know like? stereotypical like gross people that when you think of america do you think those people are bugged by other stinky gross people or are they just like all friends i think i I think they're so stupid and so poor (laughs) that they they don't even have an idea of what's going on that seemed a little classist dude you're shitting on poor people (laughs) that's not cool bro no i'm shitting on hood rats there's plenty of hard-working poor people out there what are hood rats? That sounds even worse. Now you went from not only classist to like semi-racist. I'm talking, eh? about, I'm talking about those piece of shits who are on welfare. And, and you are not helping yourself. Okay. All right. All right. Let's just worse. <laughs> Everything you're saying is making it worse. We're gonna have to cut this out now. We're not gonna cut anything out. I'll just stop. Okay. I'll just stop. I haven't said anything too crazy yet. If Wait. that doesn't elicit a Twitter hate barrage, I don't know what will, people. Okay, we all know people who game welfare. That's that's all I'm saying. Oh, anyway, if you aren't already triggered, you should be. So please attack us on Twitter. We want to hear from you. We're doing anything possible at this point. So come at us. Yeah, and we have some big changes coming to the podcast. Whoa, we do. We do. You know what I'm talking about? No. Why don't me in our our new brand? Why don't you tell the listeners about our new brand? Well. 
the the best thing about our new brand is it still hasn't been decided, but it is in progress, I think. We've contracted out a few people to help us do this, and I, I'm starting to think these people aren't reliable because they don't respond to my texts when I ask about updates. So there is an honest and concerted effort on our end, though, to rebrand a little bit. We want to get a new theme song. Uh, Brendan, by the way, song has served us well. We appreciate him sending it our way at the beginning when we started this thing, but we think it's time to, to up the ante a little bit. Get something a little more fun, a little more representative of who we are as a podcast, um, along with some artwork. Because the Indian-made thing we have now is it services us, it works, but we think we can do better. So be looking for that. I'm hoping by August that we'll have a whole kind of new brand to us. So I think that's the update you're looking for, right, T? That's right. Two big changes. You know our help. Jack and O'Trades is getting a facelift. Uh, you know the people are trying to get to help us. Are yeah. they going to actually succeed? I'm having doubts. I think they're going to pull through. I have faith. Okay. All right. Well, you're a little closer to the situation than I am, so you're going to have to put the f- the foot down a little bit to get things moving, I think. Yeah, I'll take care of it. But in other news, in- me and Ben and reoccurring guest David were all in Chicago last week. Boom. And we went and saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. A.K., Chad Smith, Flea, and Josh Klingslavin. I don't know his last name. What's his last name? Klinghoffer? Klinghoffer. Klinghoffer? Let's talk about about the good before we talk about the bad. Okay? Okay. Um, I had lots of doubts, lots of reservations about seeing the Red Hots with Josh as the guitar player. If you already know, from if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm a huge John Frusciante fan. I like him so much, I actually listen to his solo stuff, which which is, it can be a chore sometimes, because he goes all over the place. But I think that guy is a phenomenal talent. If you look at Red Hot's collection across their career, their best stuff was when John's in the band. So... This being our first time seeing them, sadly, I was a little apprehensive. But I gotta say, they put on a kick-ass show. I enjoyed the hell out of this thing. I I didn't think they missed a beat as far as like entertainment value from the band. What did you think? Yeah, so we, we had been following them on Instagram, and they'd been releasing their set list for each of their shows. And we saw it was a very short set. So we're like, yes. oh, this is gonna suck. Like, it's going to be over in, like, 45 minutes. We'll be home by 10. <laughs> yep. And and I was I was surprised. Like, they, they, they did the songs justice, but they also kind of tweaked th- a few things to make it more entertaining as a live performance, I thought. Yeah, what you'd expect uh-huh. from a good li- live band, you yeah. know. And their energy was just so contagious. It was. Definitely. They brought it. And I think that's where the short set worked to their advantage. And obviously, you know, the the pros, they've been doing it forever. Rather than digging through just tons of songs over like a two to three hour period like some bands do. I think they're like, shit, we're just going to give it our best for an hour and a half and we're out. And that's what they did. I thought their energy was up that whole set. No breaks. It was great. Yeah, Really I, good. 
and and Flea's super cool. He was thanking everybody there for supporting live music, and yeah, because yeah, I think people realize that's becoming an issue. People aren't as interested as they used to be in supporting bands. So I was, I had a great time for the most part, we were, minus we were up, the opener. Oh gosh, so that's the the bad, right? Um, <laughs> so back to the Red Hots though. Before we talk about that shit show we had to watch before. <laughs> What was your favorite song that they they played? Because we were far up, we were in the we were at the top in center, but up high at the United Center. So yeah. we had a great view of the stage as a whole, but we were pretty far. Um, we were making our section pretty uncomfortable. I thought. Yeah, we had a great time, <laughs> and I think a lot of the other people around us were just like, "Yeah, we're here just to listen." We were up singing and dancing the whole freaking time. It oh was, yeah, I didn't care though, because. Frick, we paid just like everybody else did to have a good time. So if they don't want to, that's on them. Exactly. Concert goers out there, go to have a good time. Don't just sit on your ass. Get up and sing, man. But what was your favorite song? It's so hard. So we talked about before the show, like, what would be the one song that you'd want them to play that isn't guaranteed they're going to play? Like, kind of, it's like they have their go-to three or four that you know they're going to they're gonna play, their biggest. But then there's the sum in the middle to get lost. And so I said Zephyr song and they oh, ended yeah. up, they ended up playing Zephyr song and I was so stoked on that one. But as that far as dope, as far as like best song to hear live, dude, I really like suck my kiss. That song was cool. <laughs> suck my kiss was so dope. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. And that one came on and I was like, I, it's one, you know, really well, you know, it's, it's definitely an integral part of their collection but when it came on, I was like, what is this? Oh, my goodness. It was so fun to sing along to that one. And, and so those of you familiar with the song, the Suck My Kiss, they did this cool uh, animation on the screen, like on the projector screen, so that like it, it moved as the as dut, dut, dut. It was like that on the screen. You know what I'm talking about, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah was pretty it cool. was with the beat. Mm-hmm. The one that they played that really took me by surprise that I was – it ended up being my favorite was Tell Me Baby. Off a of stadium, Arcadium. Oh and yeah, Danny California. Which you all know where I stand on that one. Go <laughs> listen to the album battle if you haven't heard it already. That was so fun. That one is just a that's a crowd pleaser. It's got a great beat. Awesome time. So Red Hots. I wish we could see him again already. I walked out wanting to see him immediately after. I was bummed we actually didn't go that Friday night. We two times would have been great. Yeah, we we should have. Uh, they're coming to Denver in October, so I'm thinking maybe I uh, make a trip over. over there. Yeah, that might be worth it. They doing it on a weekend? I don't know. I just know it got rescheduled to October. Huh. huh. Well, all right. Well, let's talk about the the beginning then. Oh, and, and if you haven't got your Foo Fighters tickets yet, get on that. Don't be a piece of shit. You, you're going to want to go on this tour. For Most of our listeners are in... Middle America, and that's really where they're focusing their tour on, which is badass. And yep. you need you need to get tickets. It's gonna it's gonna be great. I've seen Foo Fighters; they're amazing. Get on that right now. I agree. They're playing in both Dakotas, I think. Yeah, on this tour, they're playing. So, they're playing Missoula, Montana. Yeah, that's crazy. In uh, Wyoming, too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just not your regular tour stops. So, 
you kind of get lucky to where you're seeing them. Oh, yeah. Because that's like a big venue. Mm-hmm. While all these other venues are going to be kind of small. I Actually, the Illinois show, it's in Champaign. That's where I'll be going. Those tickets don't go on sale for me till tomorrow. So they had a later sell date. But I'm going. They said this is their biggest album ever. That's what Dave promised. And I, Dave's not a liar. That guy, he promised us a three-hour show when we saw him two years ago. And he freaking delivered. Didn't miss a beat. So I second that. All right. Let's talk about the opener to the Red Hots. <laughs> what the hell was that? So freaking Deerhoof. Deerhoof. What in the world did that, we see? I don't know. That band was the shittiest shit show I've ever laid eyes on. It was a train wreck. It was a disaster. Now, it, I'm I'm going to vouch for you. You like a lot of music. I do. I don't th- I the only what the only genre you probably hate is country. Like you have basically no room for country. Yeah. Fair? Fair. And even Everything- I I even like some country. Okay. Like cl- so old you're, country. You're better than me. Yeah. Cuz I I really have no I can't stand for any of it. Um so you like all genres. What the hell were they? I I couldn't it was just noise. It didn't even sound like any kind of music. Listening to them, I'd say that they were a alternative pop or a punk, not pop punk. So it was like a punk alternative band. It sounded like music that would be played in a commercial in Japan for a toaster or something. <laughs> well, the the lead singer's Japanese. Everyone else in the band is American. So it's a it's they're a weird sounding band, and one of the weirdest things is when. The guy tried to get personal with the crowd, and he oh said, my "Gosh, you know we've we've noticed throughout this tour that not everywhere we play is just hockey arenas. There's also basketball in the arenas. So, <laughs> so we we wrote a song about basketball, <laughs> and the song was complete incoherent garbage. And this Japanese chick going basketball." basketball just over and over it was retarded it sucked i tweeted at deerhoof during the show i had one tweet that um that ben told me was too mean to to put out on the internet so i toned it down a bit but still got a lot of uh likes and validation by the rest of the community (laughs) deerhoof is shit it's shit it was bad it was really bad Uh, our experience entailed us sitting down Playing on our phones. Like, and that wasn't just us. That was everybody. They didn't have any breaks. And they played for like, what, 40 minutes, probably? Yeah, they didn't get a single applause. They, well, they, A, they didn't stop. And B, when they did stop playing, it was the like least enthusiastic response I've ever seen for a live band before. And I've seen some just shitty, like, small bands. There, nobody clapped. It was just awkward. Everything about it. So here's the theory, though. Did the Red Hots bring them on to just sound so awful? Because they're kind of older. They're like from the 90s is when they started. Just to sound like crap. And then when they came up to play, they'd sound like 10 times better. Like, I could not figure it out. Or does someone in Deerhoof have dirt on the Chili Peppers? (laughs) And so they leverage that to get on tour. Who in that band would leverage something against them? Those people look like like four nerds you found in some random tech company. 
Like, just picked them up and then put them in a band well, together. Maybe, That's what they look like. Maybe the Japanese girl got knocked up by Anthony Kiedis. Oh, jeez. You, yeah. you never know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you can't put anything past AK in that regard, though. So And, you know, sometimes when there's, like, shitty music, you're like, go listen to it because it's funny. I'm not even going to encourage you to, like, check this band out. I don't want them to get any more attention. And they don't. They have, like, 5,000 <laughs> listens on Spotify. Which I looked. I'm like, how are you touring with Red Hot Chili Peppers? Unreal. It's We don't get a lot of listens on this podcast, but they, we probably are equal, and they've been going for, like, 30 years now almost. <laughs> yeah. So what does that say? We're almost tied. That's and- not good. And we're not we don't do shit on openers, right? Like I have no I have gained like respect and became a fan of openers for bands that I like. Um Fantagram. I saw them open for Muse. I became a fan. I went and saw their concert when they headlined. Uh Gary Clark Jr. had uh opened for Foo Fighters. We went and saw him when he headlined. It's it's we're not biased against openers. Deer Hoof yeah, is just garbage. I saw Cage against L uh Cage the Elephant. Yeah. Cage against the elephant. Cage the Elephant with Muse. And I actually like their studio version way better than their live stuff. But it's not not important. We're here to support. We want to enjoy people's music when we see them play. It was impossible to do. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, don't listen to Deerhoof. And you never will. So, there we go. Overall, but- though, concert was still worth it. Well, enough about Deerhoof. I want to call this this next section hot takes. Oh, we tend to we tend to kind of like get distracted and go on tangents with our conversations and we kind of start rambling. So I want these to just be quick, rapid fire, just 3 seconds. What do you think? So, okay. We'll just start firing them off. We can talk about it a little bit, but I want these to be kind of snappy. So, okay. So first, me and Ben went and saw Spider-Man coincidentally yesterday at the same time. Thoughts on Spider-Man? Yeah. Go. I didn't hate it for my usual reasons of being a just Avengers shit show. It actually was really nice, small, uh, low-key movie. It was fun. But I didn't love Tom Holland as much as I thought it would. And that's an unusual perspective, I feel like. You. I thought it was a good movie. I thought he was a bad Spider-Man. Kind of the same. Likes Michael Keaton. I liked the I liked the supporting cast a lot, but I thought Tom Holland was just kind of a shitty Spider Man. Like he was a fine Peter Parker, but I feel like there wasn't that disconnect between Peter Parker and Spider Man like there were in the past two installments. Did you feel like he did not he wasn't really in the suit? I feel like the suit was like a CGI creation more than a person inside the suit. Does that make it? Does that make sense? Yeah, it felt like it felt like a like a CGI character being voiceovered by Tom Holland. Yes, <laughs> yes, which is weird because the others' older movies, which you would think they wouldn't have the technology to be as seamless, felt like they were actually inside their suits more often than Tom Holland was in the set pieces. Yeah. I don't know, and and we agree that Toby's. A suit is the most badass suit in all of the Spider-Man movies. Somehow, it still looks great. I that yep. I would say this is the worst-looking suit. I think even Andrew Garfield's was better. Agreed. So far, so far. 
We'll see. We'll see the next iterations of it. So, oh, last last thought on that. Okay. The whole thing with incorporating like the talking head Karen into his suit, it was like Iron Man light. I think that's a really, really poor play for Spider-Man, and they better not do that shit again because that made him seem like so un-Spider-Man like. It was really distracting. But that's it. <laughs> La- last hot take on that. Okay. And I, I definitely agree. So, moving on. Like we said, this is rapid fire. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for the new football season of NFL? If I'm being honest with myself, like a 2. Straight up. 49ers suck. I don't really care who's going to win. I'm not anticipating like any like cool stars or anything. Uh, I just really don't care. It's really different for me. What about you? I was actually going to say, too, also... Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got cut by the Vikings. Bullshit. Sport. Sam Bradford is going to suck. The Vikings are going to suck. The Patriots are going to repeat. I I may not watch a whole game this year. So. Here's a question. Are we sure Atlanta is still like a city? Because that was the most heartbreaking thing that's ever happened. And I feel like it just kind of <laughs> got brushed over. <laughs> Just devastating. They have fallen off the map. Ouch. I don't think that city recovers. That's harsh, dude. But I hear the TV show Atlanta's good. So that's a consolation. Uh, Donald Glover is the man. Great cameo in Spider-Man, by the way. And he's the guy in Atlanta. So at least they got that going for him, I guess. But man, freaking gut punch that Super Bowl. Woo! (laughs) Everybody was too busy jerking off Tom Brady. Everybody forgot about Atlanta rough oh man tom brady he's the man oh on a a funny sports related note i don't know if you've heard of tour de pharmacy oh i'm I'm waiting to watch it i was gonna try and watch it today i watched it i watched it recently it's effing hilarious dude like i was dying it's so ridiculous there's a lot of good cameos it's just it's kind of weird because it's only 40 minutes but it's (laughs) i thought it was funny it's just this have you seen uh, sorry. Have you seen Seven Days in Hell? Uh, uh-uh. uh. The other one, that's the tennis one. They did before this tour de pharmacy. So, I'll check. You can go out. back and watch that. You can find one. you can find both of those on HBO. Uh, but they're not for the the faint of heart. They're pretty crazy. Oh, I can't wait then. But moving it's- on, we're gonna get into the internet communities. What is your hot take on the Trump CNN meme war? What side are you on? Uh, I'm going to say I'm not on a side because I haven't really tuned into that meme more very much. I've been following the hot dog one more, the Snapchat hot dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm following that one very closely. That damn hot dog. <laughs> I hate that thing, but I think the memes that have just exploded are actually kind of funny. So I'm, I'm out on Trump CNN, but I'm in on hot dog Snapchat. My question is, how did CNN devolve into this just irrelevant news network where where you've even got the hatred of the meme community? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. I Everything Trump-related has gotten to this ridiculous proportion. It's unprecedented, and I don't say that lightly. It's like there's really nothing to compare to this era we're living in right now because every day it's a new Trump something. You know, he, everything he does is just this giant media, just frenzy. 
So I, I haven't even kept up with the CNN portion. Like, I know they're fake news to him, which I don't know why CNN's gotten the brunt of all the fake news, but it, well, it's, it it's, seems to be working, apparently. It's funny, right? So Trump doesn't invite CNN to his press conferences, and so uh-huh. they have no information. So what are they going to do? They have to complain about not getting invited to the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Why does this seem like a South Park episode? Like that plot right there sounds like a South Park episode, and I'm maybe they'll do it. Maybe we'll get to watch this happen. I don't know. Well, the South Park guys even said they couldn't do some of the jokes for uh, Trump because he did it for real, so it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy time we live in. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Hot Dog Guy. I find this super fascinating that. A Snapchat filter has taken the world by storm. <laughs> and I love it. I love every bit of it. I don't understand it. And I think that's partly why it's funny. Is it's this like, why? A, why did Snapchat make it? I don't know why. It's this dancing hot dog with headphones on. I don't like who in Snapchat is just like this would be cool. Like let's get this hot dog dancing. It's like okay. Well, and then the internet goes. It's one of the only rear camera filters, which makes it even more bizarre. But it's kind of like what the Pokemon Go shit was before, right? Because you could just make them show up. Yeah, and then Snapchat like a year later is like, oh yeah. We're going to put a hot dog there, too. It's a hot dog Pokemon, basically, that just can show up anywhere. Yeah, we need to find out who created Hot Dog Guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird-ass thing. They could not have expected it to be as popular as it is. What's the so. What's the funniest Hot Dog Guy meme you've seen to date? Uh, The one where there's a guy in the the bed, and it's like... <laughs> Uh, me been in a coma for two days and then me also underneath it and the hot dog guy's standing next to the guy in the bed and he's looking at over at him smiling and he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I said the F word guys, but I just, that's, that's the meme and it's freaking funny because that's literally what happened. It's like, if you were, if you were gone for two days and then open your phone and then hot dog guys everywhere, that's what is going on. So mine was a it was a picture of the the hot dog guy and it said this has been reported to be the last thing you see before death. <laughs> I saw that one too. That was good. Like, could this be the face of God itself? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. Oh. Uh, and shout out to white people humor Instagram account. That guy is pretty good one, right? That guy's killing it with hot dog memes right now. Daquan is still the king, but white people humor is a pretty good one. He's got some. He's got some pretty good ones that slip through the cracks. Do you find it weird that there's these, these just random ideas just take a hold of the world for like two weeks, and then they disappear? I've been talking about this on the podcast for as long as this podcast has existed. I feel so old because you can wake up one day and. The whole internet is talking about one thing, like rapid fire. Just it's consuming everything, and every joke surrounds it. Everyone's pictures reference it. Every tweet talks about it, and then it's gone. Boom! It's not in style anymore, and then it's on to the next thing. It's this crazy phenomenon that 
I don't feel like I'll ever understand. Sometimes I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm a part of it. Other times I'm completely lost, and it's kind of scary. Cause like, what if you get disconnected from this world, like for say a few months? How could you ever catch up again? It feels like you'll be so far behind, you'd never understand anything that's being spoken. You know, it's like a group text you've missed for twelve hours, and there's yeah six hundred messages, and you're like, I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> like like I saw this John Cena meme and it, and it was playing on John Cena is invisible, right? Like you can't see me. I think it's his uh his like catchphrase or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone was laughing about it and I was like completely lost. I was like what in the heck? You're like what is this? And I asked my wife. I was like what is this meme talking about? She's like, "Oh, duh, it's John Cena. You can't see him. That's why it's funny. He's invisible." Like that's it. And I'm like, "Oh, like, think about that for everything. Like, if you missed out on two months, you would be lost in everything that's talked about on the internet. And some people, it doesn't matter because they're like, eh, it's just the internet, whatever. But it's actually, like, starting to make waves into culture, like, in the way people talk and the way people reference things. I don't know. It's like a crazy inside joke that you just could be completely excluded from. So, well, this is sad, but I I have an app called iFunny. I'm sure some of you have it. But... I go there to figure out what's like current events are going on because that's your news app. <laughs> that's my news app because they they will cover every current event in real time. Like I know what's what's going on in the world through memes. It's it's the weirdest thing. And if something like I'm like what on a certain meme, I'll go look it up on like a reputable news source. But that's how I do it because they're kind of setting like the trends, you know. What's your thought on people that are constantly complaining about Trump? Do you find them effective, or is it the status quo now? I think it's the status quo. It, it's gotten to the point where he's made himself such an easy target that it's almost kind of pointless to say anything anymore. Is that, like, really sad? Because I've been thinking about it. I go through my, my Twitter feed, and I follow a lot of celebrities and um, – just different kind of media types and it's just a constant barrage of how stupid Trump is and how much he's wrecking the country and how everything's going to hell. But it's like, if you read this every day at these quantities, it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, well I guess it doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, I don't know. It's like listening to Glenn Beck and him saying the sky is falling every, every morning (laughs) and this guy still hasn't fallen. And you're like, okay, uh, guess I'm still going to go to work. And uh, not buy alcohol and cigarettes and try and sell it to people <laughs> when the apocalypse happens. I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it's just really a weird time. Well, I think the perfect example is Saturday Night Live. I think, yeah. I think people are like, okay. I think some people are trying to avoid making fun of Trump now in like the comedy world because it's just so overdone. It's yeah. It's reached this level of saturation where. It's not funny anymore because the real thing is so ridiculous that you couldn't create a ridiculous situation that would be funny. I think they're running out of ideas, really, and that's why a lot of Trump humor stopped. And let's be honest, Trump's still there, and (laughs) I don't know what it's going to take for him to go away. I I don't know. I I feel like if he's not out by now, he's probably going to last his whole term. If I'm being honest. So if you had to if you had to bet, 
had to put money down. Would you say he completes four years, goes eight, or gets impeached before his four-year term's up? I think I think he's a one-term president unless something definitely unless something very drastically good happens. <laughs> but what could happen at this point <laughs> that would that would convince America that we would give him another term? I don't know because honestly, from my perspective, Trump's America is the same as Obama's America. If I'm whoa, if, that's a hot take. <laughs> I, I'm saying. From my experience growing up, whoever is in charge, it doesn't really change my life too much personally. I know that there are people whose lives are affected drastically by presidents, but being a middle-class white guy, it doesn't really matter who's in charge from my perspective. (laughs) You're still paying the maximum amount of taxes you can. You still show up to your shitty job on time. You still get food and gas for basically the same price. Exactly. And and the the president's important, obviously, but the other people in government are equally as important, which is what people don't understand. Is that like his power is limited by Congress. It's not not like he just says like a a gold scepter, like I command we do this. Obviously, there's executive (laughs) orders but that only goes so far and they're not permanent. So. I think we'll be fine. I know there's a lot of Trump hate out there, but it's going to be okay. We're going to be able to bunker down and survive the four years and then move on to the next whatever yes. comes up. Whether it's The Rock or Kanye West or, or whoever. <laughs> it's going to be really fascinating when our grandkids look back at this time. And they're like, yeah, Trump, known for The Apprentice, was president of the United States. They'll be looking at memes and history books. Well, won't be in books. They'll be in tablets or whatever, but it's really wild. Everything about it. I just don't want to listen to – I just want him out of the headlines, you know? Because every day is a new Trump story. I just don't want to say his name. I don't want to read it. I don't want to think about him. It's too titillating, dude. Well, I know. It's chicken and the egg, right? Yeah. Is is Trump so controversial that the news has to – has to cover it or does the news provoke Trump so much that he has to say outlandish things to keep them fed? I don't know which at this point, it's all just the same. So, all right, enough about Trump. What else you got for me? Throw hit me. So I have a, a ethical dilemma scenario that, Oh geez. And I want your answer for what you would do in three seconds, <laughs> three seconds. Okay. So, Let's say you're you're not married, but you okay. you have a girlfriend. Okay. And not married, have a girlfriend. Got it. And you go to the store, and you spend about five hundred dollars on random shit with her credit card. But you don't tell. Is it stuff for me? It's stuff for you, and you don't tell her about it. Okay. And so then, she sees that there's this charge on her credit card and she goes, what the hell? So she calls the credit card company and reports it as fraud. <laughs> and so they, okay. so they refund that $500 to her and you still have the stuff. What do you do? Do you keep the stuff or do you return it? <laughs> so in the original premise, was I just straight up stealing from my girlfriend hoping she wouldn't notice? No, you or was my you're pretty, or did I have an affair? You're pretty close, right? Like, like you're. 
let's say she said you could get it sometime, but you didn't tell her you got the stuff, and so she assumed it was stolen. Okay. And you just didn't say anything. And by the right. and by the time you knew she refunded it, you still had the stuff. So she <laughs> so she contacted the credit card company before you could say anything. So what do you do? Do you keep the stuff or do you return it? Well, it seems like I was basically trying to steal it at the beginning. So in this situation, it wasn't my money to start with either way. So whether my girlfriend paid for it, which I clearly was like, yeah, screw her, I'm buying this shit, or the credit card company's buying it, then I'm going to keep the stuff. Um, if if I was under the impression that I was like, she was going to buy it for me, and then she reported it stolen, then I might feel guilty and and. All right, Take it back. so let's change let's change the scenario a little bit. So this actually <laughs> this actually happened to a friend of mine. So let's say you you have a PS4. Let's say that it was having like issues, right? And it was under warranty. All right. And okay. so you contacted Sony and said, "Hey, my PS4 is broken. Can uh, you take care of it with the warranty?" And so they're like, "Okay." And they didn't require you to send in the old one. Okay. And so you get a brand new PS4, but then the old one. Ends up is just fine. It was just a glitch. And you have two PS4s. What do you do? Do you send back one of the PS4s, the new one that they gave you? Or do you keep both? All right. Quick answer, I keep it. <laughs> Here's why I know I'd keep it. <laughs> I bought two suits from Macy's, right? I'm buying two suits, got a great deal on them. And when I went to check out, they're like, you know, if you ship these to your house rather than walk out of the store with them, you'll save another $70. I was like... Hell yeah, I don't need the suits till, you know, whatever anyway. Great. Send them to my house. I wait. It, they said they'd be there within two weeks. I was like, okay, that's great. Perfect. I don't hear anything from them for three weeks. But they charged my credit card. I had the charges on my, my credit card already. I would given them my money. They have my money. I call them. I'm like, hey, where the hell are my suits? I still haven't gotten them. You guys took my money. They're like, uh, we have no record of these at all. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, uh, yeah, let me check. They could not find a record of me, like where they were, had they been shipped, anything about it. And I'm like, look here, here's the charge. I don't have suits. What are you going to do about it? They're like, okay, what? sorry. Come in and you'll be able to walk out with your suits today. And I was like, okay. I went in, I picked up my suits and I went home. What was on my porch when I got home? <laughs> Two suits. Two suits. So I had four suits that I got for the price of two. And I already got a killer deal on them. I sold the other two suits. I I I didn't take them back. Why would I take them back? I had to go through all that trouble in the first place, you know? If PlayStation gave me a thing, you know, like they didn't realize what the glitch was, it didn't help me over the phone, that's on them. So I keep it. What would you do? I ethically you should return it. But you think you should? Ethically, yes. But that's their solution to your problem and, and you, is sending you another one. In your suit scenario, you were unethical by selling those suits. Oh, you're, you're calling me out on this one? Yeah, that was unethical. Wow. You think I should have taken it back? You should have. You paid for two suits. You ended up with four. That's unethical. But I wasn't trying to scam them. It's not like I knew I had the two suits and I lied. It doesn't matter. You were still unethical by not returning the extra suits. By the amount of time that I had to put in to just figuring out what was going on and they had no clue, why is that on me? (laughs) 
I'm not saying. So you tell me I would have to go back and be like, oh, I have to go back to their store, which was not close to my house. It was out of my way. It was a 30, 40 minute drive away to go. You guys are such idiots. You gave me these two suits for no reason. Why didn't you track this box? Here's your suits back. At the least, you would need to call them and tell them that the suits you originally ordered were there. And they didn't even know they existed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's unethical. That's fine. It's not illegal. It's unethical. I'm a pretty, like, as far as stealing goes, I'm one that's, like, pretty hardline on it. I'm like, I wouldn't steal. Another ethical dilemma that I've told you about the kayak, like, if you you got shorted your pay and you can steal kayak that would match your pay, you know, would you do it? I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't steal. But when they're basically giving it to me, like, I'm just going to keep it. Guess I'm unethical. <laughs> so, you're, so you're telling me you wouldn't have kept it? I'm saying realistically I probably would have, but ethically. Okay. Like, okay. I, I just think it's funny. I was asking a group of friends about this recently, and a lot of people don't have a lot of sympathy for big business. Like, essentially they're like, fuck them. Like, to, <laughs> to, to big businesses, right? Like... Because yeah. they think essentially that big business is stealing from us and exploiting and manipulating and taking advantage of, of us, the common folk, that if we can get any sort of up on them, we should go for it. And okay. So I just think it's interesting that big business, nobody has it. But if it was a mom pa store and this was the scenario and not Macy's, I bet you would have returned it. Absolutely. You're right. I would have. <laughs> I would have. Um, yeah, I definitely would have, but Macy's, it's just like, eh, you know, is you're right. And I'm actually not so like anti big business. Cause I'm like, those are the people that give everyone jobs. You know, they employ lots of people and they provide products that we all want and buy. So why shit on them when we're the one keeping them afloat anyway? Um, it's really comes down to the convenience and it's like, if you're not taking care of yourself, like, why do I have to go out of my way to make sure you're doing your job? You know? Yeah. That was more my my thought. Yeah. It is a dilemma, though. It is. And I don't feel guilty at all about the suits, though. <laughs> and then watch Macy's. Some from, someone from Macy's listens to this and then turns me in. <laughs> I, and I owe them $100 now. Good thing we don't have our last names on the pod. So Damn right. <laughs> Y'all never know. You wouldn't be able to say it anyway. So, well, what else you got? Is that it? We could talk a little bit about this this one individual that we've uh, been talking about today through text. And so there was a kid we went to high school with who shall not be named for no name. for his safety. But <laughs> yep. But he is a a piece of lard. I'm not gonna. He's a hefty he's, gentleman. He's a hefty gentleman. He was big in high Imagine school. Imagine a garbage bag <laughs> filled with garbage, like sludgy, heavy, like room temperature, heavy cream, just sloshing around. That's that's what this guy looks like right now. Yes. He is gross. And so <laughs> so, but, so we we friend him on Facebook just because it's we do it for the lulls. It's funny. <laughs> mean, but it's definitely funny. I mean, let's be honest. Jump Pod Nation. I'm sure most of you have Facebook friends that you only follow to see how their lives have sucked since high school, and, and shit on them. And yes. shit on them because it's funny. 
and it makes you feel better about your life. But anyway, it does. This guy looked legitimately pregnant. His belly extended so far out. He def <laughs> he definitely cannot see his penis when he goes to take a pee. There's whoa. There's no way. <laughs> Factual though. There's no way. Ugh. And my question is, Ugh. how in the hell do you get that fat? How? I don't know. I mean, I, and I said this in the text. Some people, I believe, legitimately cannot lose weight or avoid obesity. Some people are like that. And they exist. And we're not here to shit on people that are overweight. Okay? But I think a lot of you could lose some weight. And we all know it. <laughs> we all could be a little healthier. We could all avoid some of the sodas and the cookies and the garbage that we eat. And we decide not to. And we decide that we'd rather watch TV than exercise. I do it. And I'm blessed with a body that luckily only balloons up to about 250 at my worst. But, you know, that's that's just me. Some people can't control it. And they get huge. And this guy just let himself go. 100% did nothing about it. I don't know. <laughs> Should we be sympathetic for these people? This is a tough one. I think they should be allowed to get as fat as they want. Like, I'm not saying that we should, like... Should we, though? I I think we should. Do you know why healthcare premiums are so expensive? It's because of those fat tubs of lard. I mean... Because people with chronic conditions that are propelled and rapidly accelerated because of obesity happen. And they have more things they have to fix, more heart failures to cure diabetes to be stopped i mean come on it's hard to watch but the the real question is is it a like a fat problem or is it an addiction problem Ooh, like an addiction to a lifestyle like food yeah. or i was also telling you guys today i feel like people's their capacity to become fat it's a it's a personality trait i think people have more addictive personalities than others that we're not all the same I mean, yeah, there's people that when they're around junk food, they can control themselves and eat <laughs> and eat a normal amount. I mean, growing up as a kid, our pantry was always full of snack food, like uh -huh. like little Debbies and Twinkies and and all that and all that all that shit that just terrible shit. But since it was always available, we didn't really eat a ton of it. But when we had friends over, they'd freaking stuff themselves till the brim because they'd never been around it. And I feel like that's not healthy, right? I imagine your grubby little hands digging into some Twinkies, just shoving them down Yeah, as you watch Power Rangers. Yeah, I was never like that. I always had control, and that's why I never got fat. Like, even today, I... I don't eat particularly well, but I don't eat a ton and I exercise. And so I get by and I'm not going to balloon to 300 pounds, but, but let's, let's be honest. Some is, is life isn't fair. That's true. End of story. It's not fair because <laughs> some people eat like garbage and they stay very thin. Yes. And there's really no signs externally that they have a bad diet or they don't exercise. And that sucks. That some people can eat, and maybe they eat half of the shit that that person does, and they balloon up 50 pounds more than they should. You know? Like, it's just not fair. 
But at the same time, like, that's life as a whole. You know? We all don't get a clean shot all the time. Well, we don't have the same capacities for everything. Some of us are smarter than others. That's not true. <laughs> all people are smart in their own way. <laughs> Someone said, which you're not, a, you don't believe in that. Somebody said that to me. Oh man, that's a different, that's a different story. Let's let's keep on this, this fat topic. So, oh, oh my, obesity is considered my, a disease. Like a fit, yeah. like legally, it is a disease. And yeah, and so like as I think as an clinically em- is a better word. Yeah, clinically, as an employer, you'd have to accommodate their obesity. But where do you draw the line as far as you know, giving people their liberties to choose what they want? But at the same time, it's collective. Uh, there's collective negatives to letting people just do whatever they want. I think. So, I think as soon as the collective hardship outweighs their personal choice, I think. That, but here's another thing: we can't shame people anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, like you can't shame people for anything in today's culture, which some argue is a great thing that you can just be you, and you know you shouldn't be allowed to offend anybody for anything. But at the same time, there's some really good things that come from peer pressure to be a certain way, you know? Well, the funny thing is people say, oh, you know, fear isn't a great motivator. I disagree with that. Fear is a great motivator. It only st- it can be a great motivator. It, it only yes. stops working when you're not scared anymore. That's what <laughs> that's what fear is a bad motivator. Because if it's not motivating you, you're definitely not scared. Let's be honest. A lot of people are scared to look like a piece of shit when they're dating. Yes. Right? Because it limits the people that you feel qualified to court. So what happens? You get married, and that threshold is basically gone. You go, eh, I've got a partner. You know, they're a good person, so they wouldn't leave me just because I'm gross, per se. (laughs) So I don't have to be as vigilant with my exercise and my diet. And people gain weight when they're married. And I've been married, and I've noticed that in myself. I was not as motivated to look amazing. I didn't feel that pressure anymore. And I don't know. I think, and, and that's why me and my wife have a pact, is that when we get to a certain weight, and we both d- determined it, uh, the, a number, that if I get this fat, it is your responsibility to make me feel bad about myself until I lose weight. That's what we've talked about. Do you? And I, I'm grateful for it. Do you want to share your number with the uh, podcast? Okay. Well, I was exaggerating. I, I'm actually more of a slender build. I've been the skinnier type in my life. If I got up to two plus two hundred pounds at my weight, and I wasn't just shredded beyond belief in muscle, which I'm definitely not, that would be a time that I need to really evaluate what's going on. That's my number. Okay, and you're about 200. you're about six foot, so that's I'm about six foot, yeah. So that's reasonable. Which is kind of like because if you're at like one eighty, one eighty five at that height, you're almost creeping into overweight already on like a BMI scale. Yeah. Which seems a like, like because I I fluctuate between one seventy and one eighty, that just seems a little unfair sometimes. <laughs> I'm like it's kind of extreme to call me overweight already. <laughs> I know. Jeez, I, I, know. Jeez. I just got here. <laughs> it's crazy, right? So. So I'm I'm six three, so I'm pretty tall. But shit, dude. But you're tall, man. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for making that weird. But oh not weird. I'm just really really in true. awe of your height. I felt like 
like I'm pretty skinny, but like if if I'm going off a overweight meter, I'm like, damn, like I'm almost overweight according to this. It's I'm like I feel bad for the people that are legitimately overweight, you know? Yeah. And I, and I'm going to reiterate this, like it is li- it is seriously a case by case basis. So if you're overweight and you listen to this podcast, don't feel bad. But if you know you could be thinner and you just decided not to, go work out a little more. If, right? if you're a balloon, feel bad about yourself. Get <laughs> off your ass. Listen to this podcast when you're working out and not when you're at your desk. You need to work out if you're 300 pounds and five foot seven. Okay? That's not healthy. So I, so I was in a diversity class, and and you think diversity, and you're thinking about black and white, uh, LGBTQ, all of that stuff, right? And someone brought up an article about being overweight and being discriminated against because you're fat. And I was like, holy crap. I would definitely probably be guilty of that. Because when you see someone that's fat, you automatically would think they're lazy and they don't take care of themselves. And, and that definitely can be wrong, you know? But at the same time, it could be true. If... You know, you just really can never really, really know. I will, unless you get to know that person. I will say we're we're making some some uh, brownie points with the fitness community, but we're definitely losing some points with the overweight community. My point <laughs> is is that we need to be nice to the overweight community, but at the same time, we should encourage everyone to be their best selves. And when we have Jake on the pod, uh, you can bleep out his last name. If yeah, bleep out his last name, just in case. He doesn't want to be associated, but he's a fitness guy and he doesn't have any patience for, for overweight people. And he's a really fit dude. And he also was a little chunker in high yeah, school. So. <laughs> I think, I think he's got that like, shit, I'm not eating brownies. Shit. I'm not eating cheese, bro. Keto all the way, bro. I'm doing it. I'm doing, it. I'm staying fit. I'm not doing that shit. And so he doesn't have any patience because he knows if he lets even a little bit of fat boy out, he's screwed. He's, so, he's going to die when he listens to that. I can't wait till he, he comes at me for that comment. <laughs> I think that's really what it is. He's just like he has no time for weakness because if he lets in a little weakness, he's done for. And I'm saying this because he's freaking shredded, just super ripped, like one of the most health conscious guys I know. So power to him. He looks way better than me. So – Hot, uh, things to take from this exercise, be nice to each other. That I think that's the only valuable things to take from this. Uh, email us. E- Send us your questions. Yes, email us. We've wanted to do a mailbag podcast for so long. Oh, that'd be so fun. We- Man, I want some questions. And we know that people are constantly telling you to like, comment, subscribe, or share with your friends. And- but we really would appreciate it, like a lot. Just a little bit. Just, just the, come on. Just a little bit. You know, it's it's not hard to click that share button. It's just tell somebody it's like a really, really average, mediocre podcast. But what the hell? Listen to it anyway. You know, the thing you can't deny is we we give our effort with this. We go hard. Hell so yeah. And I want to give a shout out to all our guests we've had on. I'm not going to throw everybody's names out because I don't want to forget anybody, but we've got some great friends, some great guests. We really appreciate those guys for contributing. They make this podcast really fun for us. We look forward to having them on. Um, everybody that's coming on has been on. You guys are great. And heads up, expect Taken 5 
Early September. You heard it here wow, first. Man. That's a big announcement. This is going to be a tough one for you to, to put together, I think. This one is. I'm really, really conflicted with this one. Because this is... I'm ending the franchise with this one. Oh, you're putting it down. I'm putting it down. We're moving on to new to new material after after taking five. But the story's not complete yet. There's one last chapter. Okay. So stay tuned. I can't wait. Will I be able to be Brian one last time? I really don't want to be, but am I going to have to be? I will say... I went back and listened to Taken 4 versus Taken Christmas. You improved your Brian voice significantly in Christmas. It was fairly consistent, unlike the first one. I dr- <laughs> yeah, the first one was really bad. The second one, I knew I had to at least stay semi-consistent throughout it, just for my own like gratification. I was like, don't be a complete asshole shitbag on the show. So I appreciate uh, that recognition, but I am not good at voice acting unfortunately yeah it's it's all right though you it's all about the effort the energy i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to hosting you did a good job today tay but it just feels more right when i'm hosting and and you're responding anything i'm gonna be honest you pretty much took over as host after the three minute mark today anyway no i left you no i left you i left the space you filled Eh, it in you felt kind of hosty asking me questions no, I asked, what's your next question? I prompted it. Just keep it rolling. You're right. I take over everything. I'm sorry. We'll keep you as the host. We'll keep you as the host. It, it makes the most sense. I'll say. You're definitely I'll Wayne, say. and I'm definitely Garth. Wayne's world. It's Wayne's world. world. Party time. Party time. Excellent. Yeah, we were not Great in movie, guys. There. Go watch. Yeah. Check it out. Dude, post-op. Fix it in post-op. Yeah. Well, that's it. You guys have a great week. We'll see you soon. We have some good shit coming up. So keep it real. Peace.